Welcome to episode 67 of the Transformer to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about what it means when you have your back up against the wall, why it's great if you have the upper hand, why standing your ground is sometimes necessary, the meaning of my hands are tied, and why British politicians love U-turns. This podcast helps push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone, today we'll be talking about negotiating and negotiating in a foreign language can be quite tricky. So we thought we'd give you some tools, some extra expressions to help you along the way because they can really, yeah, help you in that process of getting what you need or explaining the situation or getting your message across. So we hope that this episode will be really, really interesting and powerful, in fact, for you, if you're ever in that situation that you need to negotiate. And of course, negotiations can happen in all sorts of different situations in all sorts of different contexts. And we will, we will give you a few ideas about, you know, what what exactly what sort of situations these words could actually be useful for. So, as usual, Alistair is here with me. Hi, Alistair. Hi, Daniel. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thanks. Good, good. So, negotiating today. Now, actually, we did touch on an expression in episode two, which was all to do with uh, something related to tennis, in fact, right? And uh, it's a little bit similar to a Spanish expression, except that in English, we say the ball is in your court, right? The ball is in your court when you're kind of negotiating with somebody. And in Spanish, of course, it's a slightly different expression, right? Where where they use the tejado, they use the roof, right? The ball is on your roof. And we explained that in episode two. But of course, when you are negotiating, it's true that, and in fact, that, that particular expression, the ball is in your court, is obviously related to tennis. But it's true that not always in a tennis match, the two people might be equal, right? The two players, there might be a big difference in terms of skill between the two players. And that happens often in a negotiating situation, right? One person is stronger than the other. And that's what we wanted to focus this episode on, really, is kind of making it clear how to express those ideas of power and control between in that negotiating process, right, Alistair? Yeah, because, yeah, in the tennis match, as you say, it's not always, you know, Djokovic, Nadal or whatever, who are, you know, very equal in their abilities. Sometimes it's in the earlier rounds might be, you know, Rafa Nadal against the number, I don't know, 100 in the world. So that's an unequal match. Mm. And as you say, in negotiations, you can also have similar situations. There were one person in the or one entity, business or whatever company has more power is in a more powerful position than the other in the so it's an unequal negotiation you're not on equal terms no exactly so right. it's much more difficult for one party to negotiate really yeah because they they don't have the power in the negotiation absolutely. Uh, absolutely just like you know an unequal 
game of football or tennis or whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's kind of even that word that you mentioned there, party, is also kind of like Mm. one party. There's a good parties to a negotiation or more. Uh, Could be. That might be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what we wanted to do was kind of help our listeners to express that imbalance of power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first expression that came to our minds was really the whole, whole idea of the upper hand. Somebody can have the upper hand in a negotiation, right? Because they, for some reason, and these might be a whole variety of reasons, it might mm. be because, I don't know, it's just... More financially person, powerful. Yeah, A absolutely. bigger company trying to take over trying to buy a smaller one exactly exactly yeah. they they could potentially have the upper hand right the upper yeah, more hand. muscle you could also say that's right yeah uh, more financial well, muscle potentially more financial yeah. muscle exactly yeah yeah so they're the upper hand yeah i suppose the well, i don't know it's just you get an image in your mind of a your hand is upper so it's in a higher position mm-hmm. um, and i imagine that's where it comes from i'm not quite sure to be honest the origin of it but yes sometimes the upper hand in any situation in a in a game of tennis you know when you're winning and you're i don't know two sets up or something you've got the upper hand and the same exactly. in a negotiation you're in a more powerful position yeah Exactly, exactly. And we wanted to kind of make all these expressions as easily as understandable as possible through a sort of metaphor or so an example, right? And we, we we came up with an example related to like a small shop or a restaurant, right, Alistair? So yeah, to kind of like business, make it, yeah. yeah, small business. And that small business in this imaginary situation is basically owned by somebody that and they notice that the business is not going very well and they need to sell it right alistair that's that's the context so it could be an individual like a small family business Mm. small restaurant something like that a shop and then they're losing the business is losing money for whatever reason going back to episode one would be perhaps it's going pear-shaped if Mm. people remember that yeah it started well but unfortunately now it's going badly maybe because of the general economic climate no it's not good yeah there's a recession or whatever you're losing customers and you feel you need to sell so you put the business up for sale your small family business now you could have a bigger business like a chain maybe of restaurants yeah who have a you know a lot of financial muscle very powerful and they come in because this is an opportunity for them no to buy buy up your restaurant and add it to their chain or their Turn it into a franchise, franchise you know, yeah, like yeah, a Starbucks absolutely. or I don't know, Pizza Express or something. Yeah, whatever it may be. And there's exactly. a very unequal situation, no? One family-owned business and a massive multinational corporation like Starbucks. Exactly. Uh, just to give an example. Yeah. So it's very unequal, no? So the bigger company with more money, more resources, who have lawyers and you know all kinds of people, they would have the upper hand in that negotiation. They would. Absolutely. The upper hand, the upper hand is like a really good one to describe. You know, you might even want to actually, you know, say to that when you're describing the negotiation afterwards to somebody else, no, you might say, oh, well, they have the upper hand. So I find it's a bit difficult, the negotiation, because I don't feel very equal, right? It's not an equal negotiation. Yeah, you probably wouldn't use that expression in the negotiation itself. No, no. But it's when you're describing it or someone external to the, you know, an observer is describing what's going on or later after it's finished, you're describing it, you're explaining it. So you say, oh, you know, I had to sell at a low price or I didn't have a lot of choice because this big organization had the upper hand in the negotiation. So it's it's more describing what happened or what is happening, not necessarily words you would actually use when you're, you know, 
involved in the negotiation. No, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, we also came up with another expression that is very similar, but actually more related to the whole idea of maybe the moral stance, right? Which mm. is the high ground, right? Yeah. To, have, so, to occupy or to have the high ground. That's right. Now, this comes from, I'm not sure about the upper hand, may also come from sort of military things, but definitely this one is, you imagine if you're fighting a battle, and obviously we're not talking about firing missiles and things like this. So you're talking about in the I know, medieval times where people are using swords, so hand-to-hand mm. -hmm. -hand combat, not yeah. with guns. Obviously, if you're on the higher ground, if you're in a higher position and somebody else has to go like on a hill, somebody's exactly. at the top of the hill, an army, and the other army is attacking them going uphill. Now, obviously, the one that has the occupies the higher ground on the top of the hill is in a more advantageous position. It's easier to fight sort of downwards against somebody coming up. Now, the ones who have to go up the hill, it's much harder for them. Of course. So I think yes. that's where it comes from. Now, this idea of, you know, fighting a battle with swords, I suppose. Yes. So the one with the upper ground, sorry. Has the, the higher the up, ground. Sorry, the higher ground. ground I'm confusing yeah. them now. <laughs> is, in, is in a better position to win the battle. That's right. So obviously you, right. you change the battle to a negotiation as a meta, you know, and you can just say that somebody but we we were talking about this before we recorded thought maybe perhaps you wouldn't use that so much in the negotiation to say one is more powerful mm. but you definitely there's this very common expression to ha have the the moral high ground mm, yes yes so it doesn't so that... actually mean you're the most powerful. maybe the little guy the little family business yeah occupies the the moral high ground potentially Potentially, depending on your point of view, and mm. the big, you know, the big bad, horrible multinational corporation, faceless, that's trying to take advantage of this situation now by making a low offer because they mm. know that this person is desperate to sell. So they're taking advantage of that poor person. So you could say that although the big organization has the upper hand, they're more powerful, yeah. maybe they don't have the moral high ground. <laughs> maybe exactly. The little, maybe the little guy occupies the moral high ground. Yeah. Although it's not much use to you, to be honest. In the, it doesn't help you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, so good. There's a kind of little bit of a distinction there. It's true yeah. that the whole idea of being on higher ground makes makes the sort of battle easier and mm. you're more likely to win. But it's for some strange reason, the high ground is often connected to that moral high ground. Yeah. So the, it's quite a common the little expression, guy, isn't it? Collocation yeah, but, of those words. Yeah, exactly. Now, if if they are, if this big organization does have the upper hand and therefore, you know, it's it is a much more powerful position, etc., they might want to say two other expressions that we sort of outlined, which which would be take it or leave it, mm -hmm. uh, which would be the kind of like the, the type of expression that they feel as if quite aggressive isn't it yes okay. it's kind of like i'm not going to negotiate with you anymore at all that's that's the situation this that's is how i see offer. it mm. yeah and you might even they might even say i'm going to leave it on the table for the mm. next day or so but then i will take it off the table because you know I, yeah I that's good that you you put your offer on the table sometimes yes. called the negotiating table obviously it's mm. not a literal table it could be mm -hmm. <laughs> literally but often it's not so you say, that's my offer. It's, it's on the table for a week or two days. Hmm. Take it or leave it. That's my yeah. final offer. So I'm not going to negotiate anymore. That's right. Which that's puts right. that, you know, small family-owned business in, in a quite difficult position then, isn't it? They've got to take a, take a decision. They accept it or they don't. 
That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, this big organization that wants to buy this restaurant is in, in, is in, has the upper hand and they have potentially the high ground as well. So they, they can do what they want and they can use these expressions, right? They can say, take it or leave it. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. it on the table for a, you know, for a certain amount of time, but that's it. Yeah. You know? And their uh, words they would actually use, no? That, those actually, were, yes, They would absolutely. actually say to the, to the little restaurant owner, no? Yeah, in yeah. the negotiation saying, well, sorry, take it or leave it. That's my final offer. It's on the table for three days. You've got till Friday to give me an answer. Huh? Yes, exactly. And there's another way now. So then the, obviously the restaurant owner feels as if he's in a difficult position, right? He has to make mm. a decision. And he might feel that he or she, obviously, he might he or she might feel that they have or have their back against the wall, right? Yeah. They have their back against the wall because they don't really see any other offers from anybody else. They only see this one offer that the offer is going to be mm. taken off the table very shortly. And they kind yeah. of see themselves in a sort of difficult financial situation. And they kind of feel as if they've got their back against the wall. They've got no yeah, choice, right? No option. Yeah, they're running yeah. out of options or their options yeah. have run out. They don't have any more. Yeah, back against the wall. Well, it's you. You can see the the metaphorical image, no? Yeah. Literally, if you if you're trying to escape from a situation, and you're you've got a wall behind you with your back against it, there's no escape. You can There's nowhere to go, no? Mm-hmm. So you're trapped, if you like, or in a very difficult position. Yeah. And what yeah. do you do? You got your back against the wall. You have to decide quickly. You accept the offer or not. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not a very pleasant situation to be in. No, and then you, other other people might use the corner instead of the wall. There is yeah, another you'd be expression. Pushed you're into a corner. Co- yeah, pushed into a corner. corner as, yeah, yeah. So that's another. It's the same idea, there. though. The corner, yeah. the wall, corner of the yeah. room. There's no escape from the corner. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so they're, 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 that's how we would imagine this this person, this business owner, to feel. Right? Is kind of mm. like wants wants to find a solution, but they're offering much to. Is like their offer is really really low, and they and he mm. kind of feels, yeah, what can I do? What can I do? I'm I've got my back against the wall. I that mm. I've I've you know they back me I've, into a corner. There's a good word. Me. Yeah, but I've been backed into a corner that's right exactly it's very very nice so you get an image in your mind literally of someone backed into a corner with yeah an aggressor in front of them and there's like there's nowhere to go yeah (laughs) there's no escape so let's imagine that this this offer is really 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 terrible Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe the little business owner actually decides that this is not the best offer for Mm -hmm. him at this particular point right and so then the, we can describe him in another way, right? There are two other ways that he kind of says, mm, I think this is not the best thing for me. If I do this, then I'll be just like, yeah, I'm just uh, going to lose a fortune. Uh, yeah, exactly. A financial disaster. And also, you know, I think my business is worth more than this. I built it up over years. Mm. It, it has potential. You know? mm-hmm. It's in a good location. Sure. So I think, you know, this offer is a bit insulting that the bigger company, the more power, the one with the upper hand is taking advantage of them. I'll probably yeah. tend on it. Yes, exactly. So they may exactly. suddenly say, wait a minute, I may have my back against the wall, but I, I'm not sure I'm prepared to accept this offer. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And in that case, if he's mm. if he's not going to accept the offer, then he would be basically doing two things, which we have got two expressions for this, this mm. particular situation, which is where you can stand your ground yeah. or you can hold firm. 
right? Both yeah. of those are very similar in the in in their sort of meaning, and and again they're kind of metaphorical in a way, right? Because of like standing your ground basically means that you are not really going to go backwards, you're not going to go forwards, but you're just kind of standing your ground. You're not kind of giving yeah. any territory really. In many ways. Yeah, not so. conceding territory. Well, it's a bit like yeah. the battle again. No going back yeah. to the 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 army occupying the higher ground yeah or in a battle situation yeah one when when they're pushed in the inner corner or you can use all of these in sort of military ways no mm. they they are they say okay we're not going to keep going back we're going to stand our ground and fight like fight to the death or to the last man mm. or those kind exactly. of heroic you know the 300 if everyone's seen that film of the was it 300 spartans no Right. Oh, yes. Great yes, movie. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. And they stood. They they refused to. We're standing our ground. You know, we're yes. not moving. And it, if it means we all die, well, so be it. No? We'll accept. That's it. right. Yes. Now, obviously, that's a bit more of a dramatic situation than the guy with his restaurant. But to him or her, <laughs> it's very dramatic situation. No, it's absolutely it's livelihood. You know. That's right. So yeah, that's they may right. decide. Okay, I'm not backing down. There's another expression. You, can, you know, I'm, I'm not going to reduce this. Accept less. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand my ground, and you know I'm not accepting less, because of That's course right. the negotiate the the buyer is maybe trying to continuously push down and down the offer. No? Yeah, but it gets to a point where they say, okay, no more. I can't accept less, so I'm standing firm, standing my ground. Yeah, yeah. I'm not moving from here. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So again, this is kind of more a description, let's mm. say. But th this this one is interesting because I think that maybe you could you could use it as a description to describe yeah, your what's going on. your situation. But mm. you could also say you could probably use some of these words in yeah. the negotiation as well. You're going to say, "I think I'm going to stand my ground ground here," or "I'm mm. going to hold firm. I don't feel as if this is the right thing for me." So. You, they are expressions that you can probably use yeah. in, in, in a You could actually use system. them to the, you know, in the negotiation, or as you say, someone else describing it or you describing it later, no? Later, yeah, to your... You know, to what your, happened. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Or your or your strategy in the future, right? Yeah, So you know, exactly. like if... Did, yeah, you you're having yeah. a conversation about your strategy. What are we going to do with the rest of the family-owned business? The rest of the family are probably involved in this decision exactly. not only you no, yeah. your wife or i know your kids work there perhaps in the family business that's right so yeah that's you're right. discussing your strategy what should we do and you, someone might say well i think we should stand firm you know hold our mm. ground yeah uh, yeah because there may be a point where the where the i don't know the big organization the big business says okay well we really need this so let's just pay what they what they want you know or you know to a certain degree or they certainly up their offer for example they could yeah. they could improve their, well you know they've offer. got the money they can do it because they've yeah. got a lot of money so you may say okay i'm going to try you know and push them a bit too no? yes sort exactly. of at that point is a battle between you know mental you know who's so they're trying to push you to lower price and you're thinking, wait a minute, I know they're really, they're trying to take advantage of the fact they know or think you're desperate to sell. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they can, you know, offer a low price and assume you'll accept it. But on the other hand, you, it's sort of psychology, isn't it, in these things? Yes. You can think, yeah, but I know they really want this restaurant. It's in a prime location. So, yeah, I'm going to hold my ground, see if I can get something better, no? or at least not go any lower. That's right. That's right. Now that that that's those are kind of interesting. So those are those are the ones that you would use if you're kind of like yeah, you just want to keep your position. You don't want to move, you know, not forwards, backwards. You just want to hold your ground. You want to stand firm. You want to just kind of make it clear that you're not going to move that much. Hmm. However, there might be a situation where 
you might feel that your hands are tied right mm. now your hands are tied is another expression where it's kind of related to external factors where you really don't have much choice maybe yeah. you maybe this business owner has to sell their business to get the money to pay for something else right and so yeah maybe uh, a lo they have a, a loan they've got to repay to the bank exactly or something exactly. like that no so the sort of a point beyond which they they can't go lower that because they need that quantity of money yeah. And they're under pressure from somebody else. That's right. So they have That's a right. debt. Or in the family, you know, the family situation, maybe maybe one person is prepared to accept this offer because they feel the back's against the wall, they have no choice. But another family member, their wife or whatever, is saying, no, no, no way. Don't do that. Don't accept that. So then they may get back to the to the the per the, the organization making the offer, say, sorry, personally I would accept your offer, but my hands are tied. I can't. Mm. So external factors, some other reason beyond my control yeah. is preventing me from accepting this offer or yeah. going any lower or whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, tied. yeah. It, yes. Yes. Again, very metaphorical in this case, you know, literally, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't do anything because of some sort of external factor that is, is stopping me. I can't accept it or I can't move the price or I can't, I can't, you know, but there's well, somebody else. Sort of literally, know yeah. if you've got your hands tied, I don't know, behind your back, obviously you can't do very much, can you? You can't use your hands. So that's right. That's right. Because that's where it comes from. The idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Now, the last situation that we came up with was the whole idea of, in you kind of negotiating but in the end you realize that your position is fairly weak and that you just need to basically accept the offer right mm -hmm. and this might be after you've tried a lot of different negotiating sort of strategies mm -hmm. uh, but in the end you've just there comes a realization that okay yeah. I've, I've just you've got run to, out of options that's right that's you've got right. to accept Yes. Now there are two expressions here. One is to back down, which you mentioned before, Alistair, which is kind mm. of interesting to back down. And then another one is a U-turn. Now a U-turn is actually quite famous in the UK, at least because it's often used in terms of politics and yeah. a change Polit of opinion, right? Political U-turn. No one. That's right. Government That's right. policy. That's right. That's right. But we'll go with back down first. Yeah, basically back down is, you know, is you you feel as if, well, I've, I've got no choice. I think that they are, they definitely have the upper hand. Yeah. I can't really stand my ground anymore. I just have to accept their offer and I have to back down, right? Yeah. This is simple well, I suppose, again, it's back to the sort of military battle thing. No, you're standing firm, standing your ground, holding firm, mm. and then you back down, which is, you, you go backwards again. You start going back. So mm. you stop holding firm staying holding your ground standing firm and you go back so you're yeah. you're giving the other side the advantage again aren't you um, yeah absolutely so basically absolutely. you change your mind yeah? so you're initially saying no 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 and then finally go okay i'll accept it so you've backed down yeah so you've changed yeah. your mind and you finally accept what they offered in the first place maybe no that's right. So, I mean, this this is this is kind of like you can also. I mean, we can remember that we can use this in the in the negative form as well. So, for example, if you are in a negotiating situation, you might want to say something like, "I'm not going to back down about I this." I refuse to back I've, down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, the you can use it in both senses. Either you yeah. do back down, you say okay, or you say nope, sorry, I refuse to back down. I'm holding, I'm you know holding my ground, staying firm. No. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and and so that's one and then the other one which we mentioned is kind of very much related to politics is kind of also related to sort of driving right because when you talk about a u-turn mm. is often related to saying okay well you can do a u-turn dar la vuelta kind of right mm. it's like you know kind of like okay we've gone this this road is wrong you need, you need to do a u-turn and go back right in the op yeah uh, you go around and in the opposite direction and very right. often it's prohibited that's right so sometimes right. you can do it but very often you see a sign which i think is universal in every country it literally has a picture of u lao yeah the shape of the letter u and it's got i don't know like a red cross through it or something so no u-turn that's right so you'll see signs in uk and i think in spain is very similar in spain yeah spain as well yeah, yeah. sort of a red warning no u-turn so you you're not allowed to do it. it's prohibited because right. it is potentially dangerous no because obviously if a car's coming the other way you could have an accident so. that's right that's right exactly right yeah so there you go that's that's the idea there you know a u-turn it's so commonly used in newspapers in the in the in the uk the whole yeah. idea of a u-turn it's always and a was, criticism isn't it it's like, yes you know, the government should have stood firm on its policy or whatever it was and then they change their mind because of i don't know public pressure or something's unpopular yeah or i don't know yeah. they're afraid they might lose the election whatever yeah. reason it might be they suddenly go completely so they say you know we're going to lower taxes we're going to lower taxes and then they say oh okay actually we're going to increase taxes yeah <laughs> so, so that's, that's a u-turn you know, that's a u-turn yeah. completely the opposite yeah. And I think the most famous expression related to this was Margaret Thatcher, who, yeah, the who basically, lady, as she was yes, uh, basically said, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> who basically made it very clear that she was not going to accept any U-turns whatsoever, right? That was that was her particular stance. Yeah, she, was very convicted. Was on, which, she was yeah, very convicted. Well, she was a lady, for, if you agree. Yeah. She sort of divided opinion, didn't she? You either loved her or, or not. Yeah. And she, yeah, so Pete, and she was very, as you say, very strong in her opinions. And she yeah. always, you know, I'm going to do this to the end and I'm not going to to do a u-turn no? so that's right that's strong right. convictions as you say yes yeah convicted very a conviction convicted. politician yeah. i think there isn't that's right that's what they say. yeah that is a that yeah. is the the term actually um she was not that i suppose not very interested. inflexible she was yeah but she was also not that interested in sort of public opinion it was like no she's she was going to do it this way or I, I, yeah i know what's right and i'm highway. doing this yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly and you know depending on your point of view that was a good thing or a bad thing i can't That's remember right. what yeah she did she made a famous phrase about i think the being criticized by the opposition presumably yes. and public opinion on something i can't remember what exactly back in the 80s and she actually said this very you know i'm not for turning or, or something like that i can't remember exactly exactly, the phrase. exactly right so just yeah. refusing to change now i'm going to continue with this policy i don't care what people think i don't care if you know i'm unpopular i'm going to keep keep doing it might have exactly. been the poll tax, maybe. There was a very it might have been. It was, yeah, it was very uh, A very controversial, controversial tax in its, yes. in its time. Mm. Yeah. And I think everybody thought that she would do a U-turn. Yeah. Everybody thought that because it was so unpopular uh, yeah, that she would do a U-turn. demonstrations in the streets. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's a big, and, a big uh, issue in its, in its time. That's right. And, it, and she refused, said, no, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm going to continue with it. That's right. Exactly um, right. Right. And I think we still, I don't know if we still exist today. The I haven't lived in UK for so long. It continued for many years afterwards. And then ah. people just, people just sort of forgot about it and accepted it. So in some ways you could say she was right. It's like, well, just people don't like it now, but they will in the future. I'm just going to keep going and finally people will accept it. And that's more or less what happened if I, my memory is correct. 
Yeah, if, if your memory, memory serves you if correctly. Memory serves me, yes. Yeah. It's I'm kind of not mistaken, situation. but yes. so long ago, it's hard to remember now. No, yeah, but it was very famous. And even to this day, to this day, governments in the England still, they still refer to the whole idea of a U-turn. The government has, you know, there's yeah. been a U-turn in government policy. Yeah. So it's like a very, very popular ex expression, particularly to do with sort of government policy, but it also can be con connected, obviously, to negotiating where you change your mind, a U-turn there. As well. Yeah, this poor so. little guy with his little pizza restaurant, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. After insisting, I'm you know I'm I'm not going to accept this offer. I'm going to stand you know hold my hold my ground, stand firm. Mm -hmm. And finally, mm. he says, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll accept it. I've got no choice." That's right. So you could say he's made a a, a U-turn. No? Yeah, yeah, U-turn in his in his approach and his strategy. Yeah, he's he's had to back down because finally That's right. he, to, he ran out of options. No? Yeah, or he had no option but to accept the the offer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you go. There's kind of like lots of different expressions there that are hopefully useful. We'll go through them quickly. Although Alistair, you did a very good example, a good job of reviewing all of those right in that last sentence of yours. So right at the beginning, we would obviously talked about the whole idea of ball in your court, which of course in Spanish is slightly different. It's got tejado, but that is in episode two. So if you want to know more about that, go and check that out in episode two of our podcast. Then we talked about having the upper ground and a high moral ground for example mm. that's another thing yeah. we talked the about upper hand yeah i confused Sorry. it you remember yeah. i got it's very easy to get those the wrong way around it is it's true higher, yeah because yeah. it means basically the same thing yeah, so the upper, yeah, hand, upper hand upper hand and the moral high ground, high ground that's right to take it or to leave it to leave it on the table or to take it off the table for mm. after a certain period of time you can then potentially stand your ground and yeah. you can hold firm if you believe that you are in the right position, that your, your, your position is strong enough. But eventually you might have your back against the wall or your hands might be tied. That's mm -hmm. kind of showing that you're, you know, not going so well. Uh, you, you feel as if you're, it's, it's, you know, less options available, yeah. etc. Or you're in a corner, we said, is yeah. another possibility. We mentioned other corner as well, as well, yeah. And then finally, you might need to, if it's really required, you might need to back down or even do a U-turn in terms of your approach or strategy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, lots of different expressions there. Very useful. Hopefully, some of them you will know already because that's always useful if you've got at least some sort of knowledge. But, but you know, hopefully there are a few more there that kind of gives you a few more tools in terms of that key negotiating process. And of course, you know, this can be applied to, we, we've cre created this metaphor of this man with this restaurant, but this could be applied to anything, right? It can be applied to your next salary negotiations yeah. or your, or your, or, you know, or a next house job. Yeah, yeah house trying purchase. to buy a house. Absolutely. So that can Absolutely. happen, can't it? There's a negotiation yeah. over the price. You've got a buyer, you've got a seller. And sometimes, depending on the market, so you can have like buyer's markets and seller's markets. That's right. That's depending right. on the economy and all kinds of, you know, situations. So obviously, sometimes, you know, if you're trying to buy a house, you're you're in a weak position. It's the, the seller has the yeah. upper hand. And there isn't a lot of room for maneuver, we can say, mm. maniobra, no? Mm. You, you know, whatever they say is the price, you just have to pay if you really want that property. Yeah. Or and the other the other could be the other way around. There's a recession or I don't know, or the property market's not going well. And you as a buyer feel, you know, more powerful in that mm. situation, no, to to offer a lower price and uh, Absolutely. put your offer on the table and say, Well, take it or leave it. Yeah. And see what yeah. happens, no? And maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're lucky they back down and accept your <laughs> 
lower off. That's right. I don't, I don't know if you're that using... happened to you when you bought your property, what kind of market you bought in. I thought I think I bought in buyer's market because oh, I bought in lucky. a lot many years ago in in 2010 which was just after the crisis the financial crisis of 2008 mm. and so it was a little bit more of a buyer's market at that point because people who are trying to sell found it very difficult to sell so yeah you had a stronger um, you had a bit not the upper hand to a certain We had extent. the upper hand to a certain degree yeah. yes yes but the people before that who who bought like in 2006 2005 or, or me in 2000 and Three, I think it was right. Four around right there, was yeah. like right in the middle of the the boom, the property yeah. boom. We say, yeah, and yeah, it was definitely a seller's market. Seller's market. So yeah. we didn't have a lot of choice but to pay what we had to pay. <laughs> there was That's not a right. lot of room for negotiation. Well, zero yeah. room for negotiation. Yeah. In that case, the the person who was selling had the upper hand. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. In that yeah, moment, because they they had a lot of options. They had a lot of people, potential buyers, so they yeah. could just choose whichever one they wanted. Yeah, yeah. They had literally people almost queuing outside the door. So if you yeah. said, "Oh, I'm not too sure about this flat. I don't know. Maybe, perhaps you could reduce the price." They'd say, "Okay, goodbye." Another <laughs> twenty right. people coming to visit it. This, this That's evening. right. That's right. Exactly. So they weren't worried at all. They just wouldn't. They, yeah. If anything, they'd increase the price. I think a few places we said we just need to think. Mm. We're not sure. We go home, talk about it, and they go. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could go for it. We'd ring them and say, okay, I think we're prepared to, you know, accept that price. And they go, sorry, I sold it. The person after you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Or they'd say, oh, actually, since yesterday, I put the price up another 5, 10%. Sure. Sure. So literally it was terrible. It was impossible. So there was. Yeah, that is hard. That is, that's difficult. That that sort of situation. So definitely sellers then back then in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, the the upper hand. The upper hand they had. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, Alistair. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I hope for the, this episode will really help people in terms of yeah, getting to know those expressions, not only about those expressions that you can use, but also the way of describing the actual situation. Because that, mm. in many situations, is also really important because you need to go back and tell other people about how that negotiation process is going, right? Yeah, reporting um, so back to your boss or something about yeah. how, how did it go, what happened, and you need to explain, you know, exactly. why did you accept such a small small offer well, that's right then you must have right. to use some of these expressions to explain why yeah that you're in a disadvantageous situation in the absolutely in the absolutely. in the negotiation yeah great alistair thank you very much amazing as usual and uh, well we'll see each other again next week yeah okay thanks all right My pleasure cheers. as always cheers see you then bye-bye